Hey, everybody, it's Kai. This is Politics Inside Out. Andrea Seabrook is on the other end of the phone, as always, Ooh. in the Bureau in Washington. As And also, as always, that's the noise she makes. Is that like a cuckoo clock? What is that? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I uh, have a cuckoo clock. That's right. Well, well, it's it's a good thing I asked because today's program uh, is a hair different. We're, you know, the news is the news, and oh, my God, can we take a break, please? We asked last no. week. Yeah, no, we're going to take a break from the news, and here's why. We asked last week about uh, the vocabulary of politics in America in late 2016. Um, how people identify themselves, how we ought to think about the vocabulary we use for politics. We went out uh, on Twitter over the weekend and asked you all uh, uh, about it, and we got lots of good responses. So here's a guy who is a left-leaning neoprudentist. There is a cautionist. There is a, uh, let's see, a true centrism, a green Christian. We've got a person who identifies him or herself uh, politically as jobs, 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 jobs. That's five jobs. Um, be decent, help where is needed. Um uh, so there's lots of stuff. Gun-toting, tree-hugging, pro-choice, moderate lefty, which I think Whoa. doesn't fit on a ballot ID. Anyway, the point of which is there's lots of stuff to talk about. We've got two of you, that is to say listeners uh, on the line. Kate Richgarg is from Portland, Oregon. She works at a software company. Um, Kate, hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Uh, and uh, Brandon Phillips is in Boise, Idaho, uh, works at the state government there in the education department. Um, and welcome to you as well, Brandon. Thanks for having me. So, Kate, let's start with you. How uh, do you identify yourself politically, and, and, and how should we think about how we talk about politics uh, in this new world of ours? Sure. You know, I've, I've really identified as a liberal probably, you know, since, since college, but with this last election and really with the climate over the last probably eight years, I, I just wish we would return to the ideas, the issues. And, you know, if I say I'm a liberal... There's so many issues that I am passionate about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually pretty conservative when we look at the language that's in the Constitution. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Yeah, Andrew, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I love this. <clears throat> you just described yourself as, you said, like, oh, this as a liberal, uh, I'm pretty conservative. Uh, tell me exactly what you, what, what does liberal mean mm. and what does conservative mean to you? Yeah, here's what I mean by that. I've used the the label liberal to represent myself. But if we actually look issue by issue and read against the Constitution, here's where I stand on each issue and here's how I feel, you know, on the spectrum of conservatism or liberalism as it comes to the Constitution. The NSA, I think if we apply the NSA, if we let the NSA run as it has been this whole time. That that is to say that the the National Security Agency, that is the the national spying apparatus is what you're talking about, right? I mean, you're talking about domestic surveillance and all that. Yeah. I think we take extreme liberties with the Constitution when it comes to the Fourth Amendment on that. The Fourth Amendment being? Yeah, Fourth Amendment search Uh, and seizure, right? Exactly. And right to privacy. And, you know, with that particular issue, I'd say I'm staunchly conservative. I'm hmm. really concerned about where we're going with legislation with the NSA. And, you know, if I use the phrase liberal, I think most people will get, huh, you know, she's she's probably, you know, for equal rights. She's probably for uh, women's health care protections and not regulating that sort of thing. She's probably for the Voting Rights Act. But if we look at each of these issues, line item by line item, and look at the language in the Constitution, you know, women's health care and pro-choice legislation, I think that that's actually pretty conservative. Hmm. Being able to pursue life liberty, pursuit of happiness, we take great liberty to say the government will decide your health care and what you can and cannot do with your body. So we should definitely have these conversations, 
but if we could start using the plain English of conservatives to the issues rather than entire social institutions that are also enormously complex. Right, right. And, but that's the problem with government today, right, is that social institutions have become enormous and complex and words have lost their simpler meaning. Brandon, let me ask you for a second. Um, your, your tweet when we asked you to describe yourself politically was, be decent, help where needed. What does that mean to you? Well, I think part of it goes uh, just the notion that you know, things today have become so aggressive between the, the two parties. You know, both sides have, have decided that it, it's kind of a team sport. So you're a red team or blue team, and uh, if you're part of the blue team, you believe X, Y, and Z. If you're part of the red team, you believe A, B, and C, and you're going to support your guy or gal no matter what. And I, I don't like that. I, I like the idea that we look at, uh, at people as people. We don't just say, you're different from me, and so I don't want to deal with you. You know, you're, you're morally corrupt. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people out there who hurt on both sides of the spectrum. Right? There's LGBT people who, uh, uh, you know, they, they live their whole lives getting attacked by folks, but there's, uh, you know, the, the laid-off workers in the uh, more rural parts of the country that feel like they've been forgotten by their country. Yeah. And they're both in pain, but they just have a hard time seeing each other sometimes. Yeah. So let me, let me throw this question to both of you, actually, right? You are both, uh, employed. I'm, I'm going to guess you have reasonably stable, decent jobs. Um, how do you think, and Kate, I guess we'll start with you. Do you think your viewpoint were changed if you'd been out of work for three years and couldn't, uh, get the money together to make your mortgage without a lot of pain? I do actually, I think about this a lot. My life got a lot better after, um, Obama took office speaking to the LGBTQ Q community. I'm a part of that community. I was able to marry my wife and mm-hmm. she was able to get a green card through that process. Hmm. Wow. Um, also, you know, the economy in Portland is thriving and um, I tie lots of that to, you know, Obama's uh, administration and the local politics right here in, right. in Portland. Right. Brandon, same question to you, man. I mean, if you lost your job and, and had to struggle to, you know, not necessarily put food on the table, but maybe to make your car payment, you had to take the bus all, all over town. Do you think you'd be thinking the same thing? You know, I, I think I think I'd be a lot madder. But uh, yeah. you know, back when the uh, the economy tanked, my wife lost her job. Mm-hmm. She didn't get a, a decent job for four or five years after that. Uh, hmm. So I, I kind of lived through it a little bit, and I, I still think that I believe you know to be good to other people and, and to see them as human beings. But yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be a lot madder. I can't I can't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say, I'm going to go out on a little bit of, of a limb here and say no that- No way. You that, get out of here. Ah! Kai. What? Um, that the real linguistic, like, William Sapphire question here- Oh, man. Sorry. No, comes no, that's up, a good one. Yeah. Came up, really, under the Reagan administration, when we started to call conservatives a group, when we have- had and still have fiscal conservatives and social conservatives. Hmm. And I think what I see in the sort of um, disintegration of um, our vocabulary here, which is mm-hmm. sort of my like, you know, sure. blah, 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 yeah, blah, no, blah, is that it's always been sort of a clue. It, it made sense during the time of the Reagan administration, but it's always it, like ever since it's been coming apart at the seams that there are now many, many, many people that I know 
who would love to be Democrats, but they're too fiscally conservative. Hmm. And they'd love to be Republicans, but they're too socially so, liberal. So we've lost the common no vocabulary, one... right? That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, we've yeah, lost yeah. The common conservative, vocabulary. Right. Conservative doesn't make sense anymore. I don't even know what it means. Right. I know what it means like in certain, like when you say fiscally conservative, well, I have an idea, like don't spend so much or right. like balance the budget. When you say socially conservative, it's like- um, but, but but what's yeah, yeah family no, but, values but, right. whatever but, that but whatever what's, that means. But what's great is you heard people in the George W. Bush administration say this is a fiscally conservative administration, and yet they blew up the federal budget. You know, and they you're like, sure but wait, words have well, meaning. Frankly, Reagan did that too. I know, I know. I was just going to pick on you know one recent Republican president. You know, and and the same can be said uh, about Obama, right? I mean, if if you go back to Kate's example of of the national security state, right. One of the things that Donald Trump is going to inherit is a vastly stronger national security state because of President Obama, who made a show of using this big word transparency. Right. And and, and words now have stopped to have meaning, stopped having meaning, rather. Right. So I have a question directly for Kate and right. uh, Brandon. Would you guys call yourselves if there were some word that weren't sort of derogatory, if there were some word that meant like social liberal, meaning people do what they want, but within certain strictures. Mm -hmm. And fiscal conservative, meaning we shouldn't spend, you know, our children's future right. on whatever we want to do now. Would you be there yeah, more yeah. than wherever you are? That's a good question. Yeah, I think probably a little bit. You know, that, that sounds kind of like libertarian to me. Um, I'm not quite so far on the, you know, I, I still believe in government programs and, and government structure, but yeah, I, I do believe in fiscal responsibility and, and, you know, again, social goods. I mean, treat people right. Yeah. Kate, what about you? Kate? Same question. Yeah. I think Brennan and I, and I are in the same boat on this. Um, but what worries me is I think some of these key issues, we talk about them like it's a social liberty, you know, marriage equality, um, Planned Parenthood, institutions like that. But I, I think that they actually protect our conservative values as written in the Constitution. Tell me more about that. What do you mean? The Constitution does speak to, it, it limits government. And I'm surprised I'm using phrases like this, um, but okay. we're, we're having this conversation. Um, the, the Constitution does say that we're, we're all protected from excessive regulation. We shouldn't be digitally uh, monitored. You know, we we shouldn't have the government telling us what are prescribing health care, mm -hmm. you know. And so when we see laws being written and passed that take those liberties away, you know, it seems like they are reading the Constitution pretty loosely. What do you call yourselves then, Kate? Uh, pensive. Pensive. Thoughtful. <laughs> I, I'm... Being, I'm listening a lot more these days than mm -hmm. I am, you know, spouting off. Before the election, I was a lot more confident and definitely in a bubble. And boy, when that burst, uh, I felt the earth shake. So I'm, I'm listening a lot more these days. Huh. Brandon? I don't know if I've ever had a word for myself, but yeah, I, I've always tried to listen. But boy, i I, I got to say the same thing. It, you know, the world shook. Uh, I, I thought that we were on one path and... We went on to completely different ones, so I'm, I'm trying even harder to, to listen to even more mm -hmm. people now. Wow. This is a conversation we're going to have to do again uh, with others of you um, because, man, 
Um, there is so much out there that is not getting talked about, and the only way to talk about it is to get people on the phone and talk about it. She is uh, Andrea Seabrook. Uh, she's at Radio Babe. I'm Kai Rizdal. I'm at Kai Rizdal. We had Kate uh, Rich Garg from Portland, Oregon on, Brandon Phillips from Boise, Idaho, um, on their thoughts. And we will do this again. Maybe not same topic, but but other stuff that's going on out there. And um, thanks to you both for coming on. We appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, everyone. Nice to meet you, Brandon. Bye. Bye-bye. This is APM.